Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews, coming at you online and in print format at nicktiffany.com, in audio format wherever you get your podcasts, and even in video on YouTube. Today we're talking about another Netflix release. I happened to catch this one in the theater during its kind of limited window theatrical run they were doing, and that's Leave the World Behind. This is a movie I've kind of seen floating around on the Netflix roster in that December release space, which for a lot of people kind of bodes, all right, well, maybe this is something they think is awards contending, something at least that audiences can enjoy during the holidays. You know, for whatever reason, you know, you get the best movies at the end of the year. Everyone's trying to make their push for the awards, voting bodies and whatnot. So leave the world behind. I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. Then I find out it's written and directed by Sam Esmail, who wrote and created the Mr. Robot TV series, which also like really, I mean, brilliant, brilliant show. Um, so in terms of like sci-fi technology, having an understanding of how some of these different tech politics works or whatever, I was like, okay, this could be even more interesting as far as the story goes, because the film is an adaptation of the novel of the same name. I think it was only written a few years ago by a gentleman named Ruman Alm. And essentially, this is a story about a family who goes away on vacation. They're from the New York City down. I'm like, maybe they're from Brooklyn, somewhere in the big city. Julia Roberts is the mom. She's feeling the stress of everything. She just wants to take the family away, get an Airbnb somewhere out in the woods, out far away you know, for a nice little relaxing weekend. So her husband, played by Ethan Hawke, is like, yeah, we'll take the kids. This will be great. They get out to this Airbnb. They're deep in the woods, away from all the hustle and bustle of the big city. There's a pool. They're having a great time. They go to the beach, having a relaxing time. And then something weird happens. The ship kind of washes on shore, like a big ship. Weird. You know, don't know how it happened. Totally out of the blue, but whatever. You know, we'll we'll continue on. And then they kind of notice like, oh, well, you know, TV and radio and cell phone service is all kind of like acting all weird all night. But whatever. I'm sure it'll be fixed by tomorrow morning. Until a knock at the door comes. And a gentleman played by Mahershala Ali, G.H. Scott is his name in the movie and how he introduces himself, says, hey, this is my home. Um, a blackout has happened in New York. We thought to come here first because this is our home. So, you know, do you think you could let us stay here for the night? And at first I was like, okay, you know, this is like kind of, I don't know, the film and the story have a lot of different vibes going on. There is on one hand, this feeling of, okay, are these people the actual homeowners? Is this just some elaborate ruse to try to, I don't know, kidnap them, do whatever, you know, whatever your mind's going to. It's like anybody knocks on the door in the middle of the night, doesn't totally have ID. What You know, it's like definitely pause for uh, caution. And so, I don't know. Obviously, certain things keep happening in the store. You get little blips and ideas of, oh, hey, maybe there is really some larger blackout happening. Is this an attack? Is this just networks failing? Who really knows? And the film, which is almost about two and a half hours, 
really draws out this whole, you know, is this an attack? Is this an isolated incident? Are we just trying to make you believe one thing or the other? And it's shot beautifully. Um, I think it's acted really well. I think it just has an incredibly intriguing premise at its heart. But how everything plays out and how long it really takes for them to kind of get going or acknowledge like, hey, it's like if you're making a monster movie, kind of like Godzilla, and it's like, all right, we've danced around this for like two hours almost. Like, let me see the beast. Let me, you know, give me an idea of what's happening. We've been building and building and building. And where this film falls short is I feel like it never has some boom, wow, holy crap reveal moment or like, you know, we've been building to this climax. It never, never felt like it reached a level that was satisfactory to everything that comes before because it poses a lot of questions and it discusses a lot of things about technology, our over-reliance and dependence on it, not even just for simple things like looking up information or facts to stump your friends or jokes, whatever, you know, communication is the the root of most of our technology how we send information how we receive information in any which way records to our history records to all sorts of things everything is online and i think of blade runner 2049 and this whole aspect of you know well we've got some physical records from before the blackout but there is this real fear that the next kind of war won't be won with guns it won't be fought with tanks or anything, but it's going to be a cyber attack because we live in a society that only relies on digital. Everything's in the cloud now. You know, some places are smart and they keep physical records and physical copies as people should. But by and large, we are a slave to the machine in the sense that we've just kind of bet it all on technology and what happens when that fails us. So the film poses a lot of these ideas it talks about a lot of this and you're kind of waiting for moments where it's like okay just give me this show me this show me what this actually looks like and so i don't know it's way more or way less psychological thriller than it is like a sci-fi thriller i was hoping there would be a little more sci-fi again there's some really cool concepts and a lot of the stuff they're talking about is like oh, wow, that could be really effective at crippling an entire country or crippling the world. But there's just moments where it feels like, all right, I'm just like reading you exposition now. Like, I don't know if that was just lost in translation from the uh, from the actual novel or maybe they didn't want to take as many liberties because perhaps they should have. But when you have characters spending two to four minutes, essentially like, oh, I'm going to tell you pretty much what's happening, but we're never really going to show it. But I thought it could be this, you know, I like it didn't really work for me. I kind of was a little bit let down in the end, especially by the potential that I felt like this project could really have both on impact and kind of a reflection is what our society could be moving towards. So it's not a bad, it's not a bad movie by any means. It is still very interesting. Great performances. The writing pretty good but not quick enough or I don't you know it doesn't I don't know if it needed all the time it took to tell the story that it did so disappointed um you know looking forward to whatever Esmel does next 
hopefully maybe there'll be a little more of uh of his imprint in there but i don't know leave the world behind it'll make for a fine movie night at netflix you know at home but uh but don't count on this one being on the end of the year best lists unfortunately as always if you need more movie reviews moving into this film and awards season head over to nt movie reviews on all social media networks podcast platforms and even on youtube Thanks again for listening, you guys. There's going to be plenty coming out each week for the rest of the year, so stay tuned. Thanks again.